Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, we are, of course, horrified and heartbroken over the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. Um, I can't imagine the grief of the families. And I'm further angered by the instant politicization, as we see with all of such tragedies these days. But before, and I'm sure we'll get into the responding to the political arguments and things later, because we have to respond to them. But first, I want to offer a response that I wish we saw from every side. And that is first to the fa- everyone affected, to the families. Um, I'm so sorry. I've, I have prayed and will continue to pray for you to be able to grieve without the media or political agents intruding and attempting to use your loss for their purposes. I pray that you'll be able to find some comfort and peace in Christ as you process through this grief. And I also want to assure everyone that God cares about those lost people and he grieves with the families. I think sometimes people say, how could God let these things happen? But in Psalms, Children are called a blessing. They are called a heritage from the Lord. And Jesus warned against dire consequences to anyone who would cause a child to stumble. You may have heard us reference this as Operation Millstone. Uh, He calls the children to him and takes them into his arms. He cares about those lost lives and he feels the pain of those families. And whatever your opinion is regarding the legislation and the policy things, whether you want more guns or less or increased school security or more um, quality mental health facilities, whether you want policies that promote strong families with fathers in the home, all of these things might certainly help to varying degrees. But we also must know that they're all Band-Aids. None of them is a cure. The only cure is the gospel and the only cure is Jesus Because the problem is not the guns or the security or the mental health or even the presence of fathers. The problem is a depraved and corrupt heart of man. James writes that the thing that causes quarrels and fights among us are the passions at war within us, our heart's desires. And in the Old Testament, from the beginning, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. I mean, for goodness sakes, it took all of one generation for the first murder to occur. Cain was angry, and God warned him that sin was crouching at the door and that he must rule over it. But Proverbs says that a fool, or one without wisdom from God, gives full vent to his spirit. And that was Cain. He didn't know how to rule over it, and he gave full vent to his depraved heart, and he killed his brother. So the biblical response, the Christian response, is to say, hey, we know what the problem is, and we have the only one true solution. You need a new heart because yours is bad. God told told the Israelites that he was going to give them a new heart and a new spirit. He said that he would remove the heart of stone. And Paul wrote that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old's passed away and behold, the new has come. Then when you have that, you must continually be transformed by the renewal of your mind, as it says in Romans, so that you may discern the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. A lot of people like to preach that love is the solution to all of our problems. But the problem with that is that they don't understand the true meaning of love. Loving your neighbor as yourself is the second greatest commandment, according to Jesus. The first is to love God above all else, with all your heart, soul, and mind. 
The second commandment requires the first. You can't understand love or how to love like God does without first loving God and understanding how he loves you. So that is our Christian response to tell people that your hearts are broken, but there's an answer. And that if you love God and see how he loves you, then you'll be able to love others. Now, we can get into some of the other arguments if you'd like, but I needed to start with that. Yeah, argument number one. What if Abel had a Glock? <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> exactly. He didn't have he didn't have any of that, and he still committed the first murder. No, Abel. Oh, if Abel had a Glock. Yeah. Oh, 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 I got you now. Yeah. Yes. A good guy with a gun. He could have shot Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a totally different story. <laughs> that's pretty good um no i don't i don't really want to talk about the political stuff either because it's cool. the same stuff that we say every single time yeah and all their stuff is like oh now you want to argue about you want to bring up gun rights and things now or and say that you want more gun control when more kids than this are killed every on a weekend in chicago every week and you don't bring it up then and, and they're talking about it, but they have introduced no bill. They're not voting on anything. So what are they really even? Maybe because they know people don't really want it. And, so. a, and a bill to do what? Right. Because exactly. we used to be in agreement with the left that we should make, especially schools, hard targets. You know, lock them down. Put better security measures in place. And we used to agree on that. And that's something that they used to bring up. But I feel like they were gaining traction. There was a there was agreement between both sides that, yeah, that's what we should do. That's a good solution. But they don't want to do that because the, the goal is the goal is the guns. The goal is to, yeah, just more control over us to take away our ability then to fight back. I mean, you see all the areas they're gaining. They're trying to control more and more of our lives. But the thing that keeps them from ever being able to do you know complete tyranny is that we have those that's what we have them for oh my we would be we would have been absolutely crushed so long ago if it weren't for the fact that we had guns oh my gosh yes just look at what they're doing yeah and we have them and they're not yeah and i also want to kind of fight against the stigma that is in the um that's on the right especially with gun owners and specifically gun owners that have AR-15s and AK-47s <laughs> and calling them like modern sporting rifles and saying, oh, well, you know, the yeah. the left says, oh, well, those guns are just specifically designed to kill. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but All yes. 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 Yes, they are. And they are designed to kill effectively. And that is why I have them. I am not going, my plan is not to go do that, but if the need arises, I want to have the thing that kills the person trying to kill me and do it very well. Okay. So I, I just, I just don't like the argument anymore. Oh, it's a modern sporting rifle. It's for target practice. Okay. Well, <laughs> you, you should be doing target practice, but you know what the target practice is for? Practicing to shoot somebody. If right. you have to defend so you can yourself, use it effectively, so that you can use the tool effectively yes. that is made to work effectively. I did you hear the guy that was speaking saying I'm the majority and all that stuff? And the one thing he said is when he said something about nobody needs that; it's for uh, warfare, or whatever. And he was like, "You go, like I, 
I challenge you, take a semi-automatic rifle into battle. You'd be killed instantly. Those are not made for actual combat. I heard him say that. Um, that is a that was from uh like a town hall meeting or something yeah. like that, a pub some kind of public forum. And the man that said it is now the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I really do like him, but that is not true. You would be pretty well armed in a military conflict with a semi-automatic rifle. But I think his point was that a semi-automatic yeah, is I understand. not the same thing. I, I understand. It's not the same thing as what our military members have. Yeah, true. Except for that military members are trained to shoot semi-automatic. This is true. They I don't. Know this they don't. Te- they don't train them. You know. Yes, everyone my husband says, has been out there with it, and they said if you switch that to fully automatic, you will be instantly reprimanded. You yeah. don't even switch it. Yeah, you do not switch it to fully automatic because it's not efficient. It's just a way to right. waste ammunition. There are very few instances where you would have the gun on fully automatic. That's what. Right. That's what squad weapons are for that is what you know the um the m249 is for that's why some guys have m4s and then there's always a guy with an m249 that's the belt fed machine gun that's the one that you lay down cover fire with but you want effective fire and from an m4 that is not to switch it to full auto that's it's not it's not efficient you're just wasting your ammo so i disagree semi-automatic more than capable of fighting in a war all right. Um, and again, that's part of that. Well, it's not a weapon of war. Well, you know what? It kind of is. And I, <laughs> it's kind of why I have it. Okay. Yeah. So if there is something to talk about here, really, I think the police response, oh, I, as it has been more, more and more revealed, is quite fascinating. Oh, it's not fascinating. It's infuriating. Infuriating. I am so And everyone said, oh, we can't Monday, Monday morning quarterback this. Yes, I can. Yes, I can because, well, because it's just flat not, out wrong. They did wrong. not follow. They did not follow what is now the procedure. They in waiting to go in. That used to be protocol before Sandy. No, not Sandy or Parkland. Right? I don't remember when they changed it, but after one of those. Well, Parkland was the one where the school resource officer just hid outside and did not right, do anything. Ran. And yeah. okay, everyone. That okay, was a, first of all. Also, that was when, a resource officer. That guy it, has a handgun. When it was first reported, they said that the there was a resource officer that engaged and he got by. And so then people were saying, oh, a good guy with a gun didn't stop him. Well, and then all this other stuff. Then it turns out after the fact, he never engaged with the resource officer. He engaged with some police when he was outside of the school for a while. But then he went and broke into a back door or went into a back door. And then they left him in there for like 40 minutes before anybody went in. And that was after a police presence had showed up. Their overall and time, parents, they, the overall time they said was like an hour. Screaming for them to go in and parents attempting, even saying, well, why don't we just storm it if the cops aren't going to go in? And there have, so I don't know the validity of these reports, but it has, but I've seen some things that parents were saying, so someone was handcuffed or a parent tased trying to go in. Those I don't know 100% that happened, but we'll link the stories it sure seems like it happened and at this point i've heard from enough credible sources who didn't want to report right away but waited waited to hear all the facts from people on the ground and are now reporting that yes that stuff is true that there was um parents being pepper sprayed and tased and handcuffed trying to go in one woman who was handcuffed 
originally by U.S. Marshal Service, which I'm very confused as to how the U.S. Marshal Service got to a town of 15,000 people so quickly. That's like U.S. Marshals showing up to a shooting at Van Wert High School within <laughs> 40 minutes. Less than that. I, I don't understand that. Um, unless there's Marshal Service that is stationed with border patrol i don't know maybe that's why but that's confusing in and of itself but a woman who was cuffed by marshal service and she then convinced according to the daily wire she then convinced local uvalde police to convince the marshals to uncuff her she then moved away from the crowd that was there jumped a fence ran into the school and wasn't seen again until she was sprinting back out with her two children yeah, well, to be a jump in a fence, that's how the shooter got in in the first place. So, for them to not go in is one thing, but for them to actively keep yeah. parents, you would have to kill me. You would have to kill me. And I can say pretty confidently that I would, I would kill a law enforcement officer that was trying to keep me from going in that school if my kid was in there. If they weren't going in. If like, they're not going they're, in, right. if they're and they're just standing in, there, I'm, and I'm the only to. thing exactly. that they're doing, the only exactly. thing that they're doing is keeping parents out. That was, that was it. They weren't. They were just holding a perimeter and waiting for a tactical team. Not good enough. And if and if they and if they're stopping me from going in, I'm I'm going I'm going to go in, or or they're going to have to kill me, which is probably what would have happened. They would have killed me, because they would have and- had to. This thing about or I would have killed one them. that we don't have that we have there's like all these other entrances like he came in a back door that was left open. Like the fact that we don't have I remember when mom used to say in her classroom, like I would send kids out the windows and just have like we're right there, you could just run across the street if we got into a lockdown situation where there's an active shooter. But then they like change the windows and now they don't open the same. And so that's the whole thing, like have windows that don't open enough to get people to let so that someone could come in. But that's actually a point of escape if you're not going to have security where there's only one point of entrance. Okay, and you could design a window very easily. You could break that you could get out of, that, but not No, in. no, no, that opens. No, because if you can easily break it to get out, you can easily break it to get in. What I'm saying yeah. is you could easily design a window that would open like they do to not let people in that just kind of hinge from the bottom right. and let some air in. But then also that above that, there's like, a, there's like a bar that you press that opens it only from the inside. Yeah. So that way a person can fit out, but a person can't fit in unless they're... Yeah. That That's not hard. No. I just thought of a concept just well, now I in 10 it seconds. Well, I kind of like, obviously they wouldn't open like a school bus one, but I just thought of it like the ones that there are some windows in a school bus that you can pop the whole thing out. Yeah. If there's the right, yeah. No, it can still hinge open like from left to right. right. But the yeah. but the bottom part that you use every day just kind of hinges open from the bottom, a small yeah. section of it. And then the whole thing opens like a door when you hit like an emergency lock right. bar that's on it. That's yeah. not hard to do. Yep. And then someone can't get in, but you can get out. So, they don't, their goal isn't to protect the kids. It just isn't. No. I mean, they kill, they, they abort them. How much money would that cost? How much money are you throwing away and just. Well, I heard um, a, a, a podcast that I listened to pointed out a, a pretty good, um, a pretty good argument is that there's over 300,000 federal buildings in the United States 
And I guarantee you that every single one of them has security at a higher level than schools. Do you know how many public schools there are? A hundred thousand. One third. Really? Wow. One third. There's a hundred thousand public schools. And you were telling me that we can't have at least a level of security that we have at three times as many federal buildings across the country. Wow. We could easily. Plus, we print money now anyway. We just make money up whenever we want. It literally does not matter how much it costs. We could pay for it with imaginary money. That's how we pay for everything else. So um, one of the saddest things that I've seen, I don't know if you saw the story yet about the girl who continued to call from inside the classroom. And it just lays out a timeline. Um, It lays out a good timeline of, of what happened. So apparently there was a girl who was inside the classroom who called at 12.03. It was a call that lasted a minute and 23 seconds. She identified herself and whispered that she was in room 112. There was two rooms, room 111 and 112. They were attached to each other. There was a door between the two rooms. So you didn't have to go out into a hallway to go between those two rooms. That's why there were two teachers that were killed. Or I heard there was some kind of divider. So, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Like one of those temporary walls. There was a door to go between them, too. Right. At 12.10, seven minutes later, she called back, um, said that the room 112 advisor, so the the teacher, um, was dead and multiple were dead. Um, Then at 12.13, again, she called at at 12.16, she called back and said eight to nine students were still alive. At 12.16. At 12.19, a student in the room next door called and hung up when another student told her to. At 12.21, you can hear on the 911 call that three shots were fired. Um, Doesn't specify which room the call came from. At 12.36. Okay, so we're now 33 minutes past the girl's first call. Um, It lasted for 21 seconds. Uh, The initial caller called back and... uh, Told to stay on the line, but be very quiet. Um, we're, we're, okay, more calls came from a child at 1243. We're still talking about My kids goodness. being in here at 1243 and 1247. The child yep. pleaded for dispatchers to send police immediately. At 1246, she said that she could hear the police next door. At 1250, shots are fired. They can be heard on the 911 call. At 1251, it's very loud and sounds like officers are moving children out of the room. So it sounds like the 1250 shots fired were to shoot the suspect. Were to sh- were to kill the shooter at 1250. 47 minutes after the first call from a child in the room. You are a child. Imagine those children Can't. sitting in that room for 50 minutes in the most terrifying just waiting basically for this man to kill you when the people that you're told to go to for help, you're talking to them, begging them to come, and they're not coming. All the while, those people who are supposed to, who they're begging to come in, are assaulting the parents of Your those parents. kids for trying to come in. It's inexcusable. You can say, well, don't judge them because you don't know how hard that job is. I don't care. It's wrong. You signed up for it. It's, it's just wrong. wrong. Meanwhile, the White House says, Biden says he's not going launching any investigation. And his press secretary said, you know, the president is the big supporter of law enforcement. I don't remember that when other events happened uh, in the past. 
one of the things I heard, because they, they have interviewed a, a boy that was in there, which, first of all, shouldn't be interviewing him. Um, shouldn't be asking him questions at all. Really. Right. Not, not yet. Um, but he said that he was hiding under a table with his friends, that the guy came through the door from the other room and said, it's time to die, and was shooting, and then... Um, said that the police had showed up at one point outside the room and said, yell if you need help. A girl yelled from her hiding place and the shooter oh, no. came, and the shooter shot her and killed her. No. What? Zero thought went, in, went into yeah, this. Yeah, that was... I mean, what do you... Imbecilic. What, we, don't even tr- we don't even train. They don't apparently train for this stuff. And I understand that it's a... But that it's a small town but it's a roughly about the size of van wert and i would expect van wert sheriff's department or van wert police department to have a plan for if there's a shooting at the high school or any school i expect them to have a plan i expect them right. to, and to know I to know the them, building yes to... i expect them to on days where there is no school in session to be in there and to learn the layout and to talk about what you would do if this happened what you would do if that happened it's your job Yes. So there was zero preparation, and that is why there's 20-something people dead. It's also why I want my mother to be able to have a gun with her, if she so desires, when she's in the school. Well, should we talk about something less heartbreaking? Babies are starving. All right, you're the what? worst. I mean, what? You, Wait, oh, did you it? Was come it up with Kamala something Harris's, less heartbreaking? No, no, no. Kamala Harris's niece, or tweet, I think it was a tweet or something, had said, it's easier to get a gun than baby formula, which that just bit him in the rear because it's not easy to get a gun. You realize when you have to go and go through the background check because you do, there is a thing that is a background check. You don't get it right away, there's a waiting period generally. So all she really pointed out was that it's really, really hard to get baby formula. There's only a waiting period in the commie states. Not here. Well, I walk in the store, you get an instant FBI background check, buy yeah. gun, walk out of store. But there is a background Actually, check. I, I wonder how many do people don't too. know that. Yeah. I keep hearing, right. oh, this how this percentage of Americans, 90%, 90% of Americans uh, are in favor of universal background checks. We have background checks. I the get background checks. The only situation in which there's not a background check is when you transfer it, your gun that you already own to a family member within your same state. No. Again, that's commie states. I could sell a gun to a dude across the street. Oh, okay. It's legal. But most places... But even when you go... No, in most places, private gun sales are totally legal. You are just... You're in Nevada now, but you learned the gun laws Uh, of California, and they're stuck in your head. When I was in California, dad transferred me a gun, but he had to send it. We had to go through a firearms dealer, and I... Yeah, there was still a process. Yep. Because that is somewhat... They're trying to use that as somewhat of a gun registry. They're building. They're building. If uh, he, and actually, if he had sold it, I would have had to do all the check and everything. But 
he had to gift it to me. Actually, no, that was because that gun, you couldn't buy it in California. Yeah, it wasn't on the list of California approved firearms. So he could not sell it to me, but he could write a signed note that said, I gift this gun to my daughter because you had to be blood relative. (laughs) And then you were allowed to possess a gun. And then I was allowed to have it, yes. That is not on- that specific gun. That is not on the California registry of approved guns. Even though it's a tiny little gun that holds it like is. six browns. Yeah. It's sitting next to me. I too have a gun. <laughs> I have a gun all the time. And that's, I, I think people just need to get used to that. It's not that big a deal. I have carried a gun every day for at least eight years now. Never had an accident. Never plan on it. Safe all the time. Nobody knows. If I'm not walking through a metal detector or getting pat down, I have a gun. Get yep. used to it. It's normal. And guess what? I feel very safe if I'm ever out with you. Yeah. Well, you usually have a gun too. This is also true. <laughs> and but I'm not. Even if I didn't. I'm not looking to get into a gunfight. That's the other thing is everyone says, oh, well, it'll oh, be no. the Wild West. Definitely Ohio, not. Ohio, in the next three days, will have constitutional carry, which means that you can permitless carry if you are. 21 or older and you are legally allowed to possess that firearm so you're not a felon and you don't have a domestic violence charge that would disqualify you from owning the firearm you can carry it and everyone says oh it's going to be the wild west well that's funny because you may not know this but there's 25 states in the country now with constitutional carry if it's the why don't we hear stories from there they're like oh i saw a bunch of people saying oh well dewine just signed this bill that's going to make all these people run around and shoot each other there's a bunch of civilians got into a shootout there's 20 (laughs) other states where we have examples of how that's just flat out not true it isn't true and we have statistics going back i mean most states this really started kicking off around 2016 That's a lot of years to collect a lot of data. Did people start shooting each other all of a sudden because everyone could carry a gun? No. And criminals are going to carry them whether you tell them they can or not. So this law... They already do. This law did absolutely nothing except allow people that are not looking to shoot anyone, unless they really, really have to, to have a gun too. That's it. There's a lot of circumstances where I know some people, you know, big macho man, oh, I have a gun, I'm going to stop this, that I would let play would out. Would not. Yeah. Yes. If I'm if in a convenience store. If someone is not store, actively, yes. and someone comes the, in. And they're just like robbing the place, and like, I can tell. They're not going to hurt anybody. They're not acting crazy. They want the money, and they want to leave. I'm going to let them take that money and leave. Right. Otherwise, I'm not going to shoot someone. It. Unless someone's actively shooting or acting incredibly erratic, and I feel like they're going to shoot the person behind the counter. Someone. To harm I'm someone. I'm not doing yeah. anything. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the stuff they're stealing. I'm going to err on the side of life. If I have to shoot them, I will. But there's a lot of circumstances where I would be completely justified in doing so and still wouldn't. Yeah. So Especially, and then Amplified also, if you think any place where there is like semi-crowded, I would not want to fire because in the risk that somebody gets in the way or something, you know. You miss it ricochets. That's also why you need to be practicing and proficient with your weapon if you're going to do this. Yeah, because that's not an issue for me. Boom, dead shot. You are actually a very good shot. Boom, snipe him, (laughs) headshot. Well, I just paid $5.44 for gas today. 
Yikes. At, cost, at Costco, which means it is over 550 everywhere else. I think I paid 450. Yeah. Still quite a bit less, but our expenses I have definitely are definitely increasing. I do have to swipe the cards twice. I do have to swipe my card twice now to get Explain. gas. Uh, the pump max is out on me at $100. What? Oh, cuz you got a big truck. Everybody increased um, all the gas huh. stations. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, all the gas stations increased their cutoff. It used to be 75. They increased them to 100. And wow. still, I hit that limit and have to run my card again. I've never hit that limit, so I did not know that that existed. I only put a little bit extra in. In fact, it's only maybe like a couple gallons because I think the most I paid at once was 107 something. My goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, yes. As I said, our our expenses I've definitely seen gone up in the last couple months and our bank account reflects it. So if it keeps happening, I might be eating that chicken of the tree that dad ah, sent us. Squirrel. Hey, you could eat. Which um, was pretty hilarious. It looks like a chicken. It was a picture of like a chicken of the sea can, except it was chicken of the tree and it was a squirrel. And it was pretty funny. Don't knock it. I have before eaten squirrel yeah. and I would eat squirrel again. Yeah. A lot of people eat it. Um, You could eat uh, beans. <laughs> beans. Good old cheese. beans. We already eat beans. I will say though. It was pretty horrendous. Inflation even affected my ranch style beans. No. They are not a dollar anymore. Oh my goodness. They're like a dollar seven. It's crazy. That's why we we make almost everything like our own hummus, our own pasta sauce. It's cheaper that way. You make your own hummus? Yes, I do. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I homegrown terrorists. It's a whole new meeting. (laughs) Um so I know you've been waiting with bated breath for the verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, but yes. you're going to have to wait till at least Tuesday because they adjourned for the weekend without a verdict. Oh, no. Oh, that's going to just oh. eat at me. All, I'm, all I think about is <laughs> these two horrible people. Being horrible to being each horrible other. horrible to each other. And even though it seems like Johnny Depp is kind of the good guy, good guy in this is a relative yeah, term. Yeah, relative. It's a relative it term. Is not, uh, it does not mean that he is just a good guy because they both seem like scum. Oh, absolutely. So. Hey, speaking of scum. Uh-oh. Colin Kaepernick apparently <laughs> wants to be a slave. Oh, yeah. He loves it. Yeah, because. Yeah, put him in chains. In his if you remember in his netflix documentary thing he compared the being in the nfl to being a slave well now he has worked out for the las vegas raiders and he stated in a podcast interview on the i am athlete podcast that he quote absolutely wants to play in the league again and he'd even be willing to play as a backup so apparently he's all about that being a slave i thought the was ridiculous. I saw a quote also from that podcast that he said that no teams brought me in for a workout. He said, no teams brought me in for an opportunity. I had the one meeting with Seattle in 2017, and out of that, you know, nothing came from there. Nobody gave me a chance. Um, What happened in November 2019 when you were the NFL was giving you a private workout for teams, and at the last minute, you decided to move it to some high school, and nobody showed up because of you? Yeah. I don't think that the Seattle thing was just a meeting. I'm pretty sure he was, I had heard that he was offered a job and turned it down because it was a backup role. Yeah, well, 
Which well, at the time, apparently at said, the time, um, Russell Wilson was there. Yeah. I know. I was thinking if anybody would take him now, I would think Seattle would take him now because they, they do need a quarterback. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. I completely stopped paying attention no, to that. It's okay. It's all good. You'll have to explain. Anyway. You'll, have to, you'll have to explain to me. I only know that Tom Brady retired and then well, came back because, in like two days. It's because, like you said, Russell Wilson was there at the time. He's no longer there. And they have no one. What do you mean by no one? They Who's have their quarterback? Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Drew Locke like that Missouri guy? Uh, yeah. See, I only watch college. He was in Denver. So I kind of yeah. know. He has not been very good. In I, I know where they went to college. Drew Locke was the name of a quarterback from Missouri. He has not been very good. Oh. So. But yeah, I don't watch a whole lot of NFL yeah. or NFL news. Well, anymore. that story just was pretty funny. Other and than Paul I did Kaepernick see one story where um, Nick Foles was signed by Indianapolis. So he will once again He's be on the same team as Carson Wentz. In Carson Wentz's, and so everyone no, Carson from Wentz all is the... not there anymore. What? Carson Wentz is playing for the Washington Commanders. Oh well, all the um. Oh, he's oh, following. that means he's, he's back in the division with Se- with uh with uh Philadelphia. Uh, but it means he's cleaning up Carson Wentz's, like, what he's leaving behind. Nick Foles is the Commanders is still weird to me. It's the Redskins. You should have stayed the yes. Washington football team. I mean, the of the three names that they have recently had, um. The best was Redskins, then Washington football team, and then the Commanders. Well, we've only been going 34 minutes and... This doesn't need to be crazy long. You're right. We can talk you about wanna... talk about something weird. Okay. You got any weird so, things? You know how anybody gets voicemails... Like spam calls, spam numbers, you just ignore them, and sometimes they leave weird voicemails. Yeah, I have this setting on my phone that just like sends them straight to voicemail if it doesn't right. recognize it. Right, and they don't. A lot of times they don't leave voicemails, but sometimes they do, and they'll be like, "Hey, you know, they're scam, whatever." Yeah. Well, I had one today. I had one today, and I I got a voicemail, so I thought maybe it was a real thing. It was a four one nine number, which is what my number is because it's still from Ohio, and. I listened to the voicemail and it was only like six seconds long. So I thought that was weird. And I started playing it and it was like that robotic female voice. And it just went, thank you. And that was it. So all I can say is, you're welcome. What did you do? I have not a clue. Hmm. Oh, maybe they already somehow got my info and they're like stealing my money. And they're just like, thank you. Hey. Yeah. This is a call to all people in the public world. Somebody do something fun and nice that we can talk about next week, please, because I'm really sick about talking about all the garbage we have to talk about all the time. Amen. Okay? Someone do something really... Somebody do something cool this week so that I don't have to talk about people getting shot. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) 